Welcome to Prosper. I'm your host, Anna Maria Bliven. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about something that is near and dear to most everybody's heart. And that is when you're transitioning from the military to civilian world, and you're going from a military job to civilian job, wow, are you in for some surprises. Well, our guest today is talking about some of the things that she's doing so that we don't have too many unpleasant surprises when we're in the process of leaving the military and entering in civilian workforce. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Entrepreneurs, start your engines. What engine did you ask? The engine that runs your business, of course. If you find you're lacking the power to accelerate past your competition, I have just the solution. Head over to ResonateEngine.com and find out how the Thought Partner Group team can build a custom engine that will help you secure your future, build your credibility, and finally see the success you deserve. Hi, welcome to Prosper. And in today's episode, we have the privilege of talking with Elizabeth Yo. I like that. Last name is like almost Yo. Another way of saying hi there. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth, thank you for coming on to today's broadcast. Thank you for having me. Yes, this is really cool because I love, love, love getting together with female veterans and talking about our background and experience and our commonality in the fact that we served. Yes, ma'am. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you for your service. In serving, we also picked up quite a few skills. And what's nice is when we're finished serving, we've hung up our uniform, put our boots away. We have those skills that we can move forward with. And it looks to me like that's what you did. (laughs) And that's what you're doing. Yes, ma'am. So tell me, what are you doing these days? So these days, uh, honestly, just uh, I've worked, what, over the last uh, three decades in six different industries. And, you know, my military training and experience literally propelled me into that direction. And it's been a godsend. You know, um, I've had some ups and downs, like everyone along the way. I served in the early 90s. So for me, when I transitioned out, there was no transition help, support, resources. It was just, uh, here's your DD-214. Thank you for your service. So thank God that we did uh, have instilled in us those various skills of leadership and Uh, endurance, strength, adaptability, honestly, because, you know, most of us don't necessarily return to our hometowns when we exit out. So everything is new at that point. And so for me, um, the transition, I didn't even realize I was going through a transition. Nobody spoke to me about a transition. (laughs) So, you know, here I am 30 years later and um, praise God that I I had that experience because now I uh, formulated a company uh, to service uh, women veterans specifically. For me, I went right into corporate after I exited out of the military and have been in there about the last almost literally 30 years now. So what I've seen and is very factual is that in leadership roles, our male counterparts far outnumber us in percentages. And uh, we are still, even in 2022, single digit percentages as far as leadership positions.
positions are concerned within the corporate space. And so what I have noticed over the years um, is that we really did not and still do not, for the most part, have very adequate representation for the veteran community. Many people uh, have a very skewed view of what the veteran looks like and what the veteran has to offer and the benefits thereof that come with having veterans in their stead and especially in their leadership positions within the space. So for me, as uh, we've discussed before, uh, we're very unique demographic. We come with an extreme amount of skills. All of us, honestly, are leaders. We have no choice but to be. We are trained to be. And so, honestly, when we get out and delve into uh, trying to figure out what it is our next calling is, you know, that's something that I think is very important for us to be aware of and feed off of our leadership skills, because I think we have much to offer in the space of leadership, and especially when there is turmoil, when there's division, when there's derision, um, you know, veterans can really come in and smooth things out. We're used to being in a kind of a battlefield environment, if you will. So I think, um, you know, having a voice, an advocate, and honestly, a consultant to help or corporations understand the benefits of having women veteran leaders is truly uh, my calling now, if you will. So that's what I've done. I started out as a sole proprietor and expanded into the LLC just last year in October. So I'm really happy to be in this space helping our veterans. Well, I'm glad that you're there because I have a little story to share. When I left the military, or actually even with getting plan, I was planning on leaving the military. In 2007, I knew I was going to get my orders in 2008. And so in 2007, I began the process of, you know, the resume, the cover letter, the application, the interviewing, you know, that sort of thing. But here's what I experienced over that entire time, 2007, 2008, and even into three or four months after I received the orders to retire. People that I were interviewing with were giving me the impression, and one even actually said this, hey, it's wonderful that you've got this leadership skills and this leadership experience, but you didn't get it in the civilian workforce. (laughs) It's serious. See, that's what I'm saying. That's skewed. I can show you my spreadsheet of 42 interviews, Elizabeth. 42. And some interviews that were not allowed for me to even have because I was coming from the military. It would have been more than 42. Wow. Yeah, because I use, you know, who doesn't want to have a job position that's that's appropriate to your leadership skills, right? Absolutely. So I went through agencies, you know, several headhunter type of agencies. And they're supposed to line you up with job interviews, right? Right. Well, they did a pretty good job, except that I'll never forget the days that I was called up and said, oh, you know that job interview you have for Tuesday at three o'clock? Yeah. Well, that's been canceled because they found out you're in the military. Oh, yeah. That happened more than once. Then the other thing was, I got to tell you, they made me feel, they meaning the people that either said it straight out or made the impression that I got this leadership training, but it wasn't in the civilian world. That made me feel like we were all lined up to get ice cream. And I was cutting the line because I then got the impression, oh, so I didn't get my leadership training and skill set in the civilian world. And when they invited me to have 
on a job for $8 an hour with a LTE of one year, I got the idea, oh, go to the back of the line, Missy, because everyone ahead of you did get their leadership skills in the civilian work world. Go to the back of the line. Wow. I'm really glad you're doing what you're doing. <laughs> and this is exactly why. <laughs> and unfortunately, your story is one of many. You know, I have that story. So many of us have that story. And, you know, and, and I saw that, honestly, even the military recruiters who are supposed to understand us and represent us and do a, a wonderful job of matching us up with a, with a position, they, they still are very lacking, just to be real about it. And so I got so sick and tired. I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years, and I've ne- I have yet to have a military recruiter find me a position that was really a good fit and many of the civilian recruiters just honestly they don't they don't understand which is absolutely understandable and nobody's teaching them so how could they possibly understand what view could they have except from a google search and when i tell people i want you to pull out your phone i want you to do a google search and i want you to put the word military veteran or veteran and tell me what images do you see do any look like me? Do any look like, <laughs> do you see any that are, you know, young men versus old or, you know, it's it's just, it's a very skewed view of what the veteran looks like. So I am really, I honestly feel blessed that, you know, as a calling to give back to our community and uh, help people understand our community. And also because I understand the veteran community, be able to do a better job matching them with an opportunity in an environment, because it's not just the job it's an environment it's a it's a situation and if you don't understand the mindset of a veteran and all veterans are not created equal so you need to understand all different veterans a lot of us come from different eras of in periods of, of different wars so our mindset the way the country might have been at that time all everything is factored in which people do not factor so I really appreciate you speaking to that and I'm I, I'm glad to know I'm going in the right direction. <laughs> like you needed a confirmation but if you you know it it always helps though to know that you're on the right track absolutely and oh my goodness elizabeth i'm not making it up i have a spreadsheet of 42 interviews and i didn't record the calls but i won't forget i mean that was like a slap in the face it is so hurtful it's just and you're already struggling with things you're not even really aware you're struggling with yet you know you can't put words on that transitional place and the transition doesn't take place in five days or five weeks or six months you know i didn't get service connected until 30 almost 30 years later when i got out i was done i i didn't have anything to do with the military didn't go to the va (laughs) i didn't do anything and it wasn't until you know literally a few years ago that i just reconnected and i thought i wish i would have connected years ago i needed to be back with that community who understood me not trying to fit into the civilian world where they really don't understand so yeah i totally understand and agree with you wholeheartedly Now, talk about the connection part. When we leave, we're actually leaving the camaraderie, the esprit de corps. And to recreate that is hard. So hard. Honestly, you don't really ever recreate it. It takes a long time. A long time. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, I left in 2008. This is 2022. How many years is that? 12, 13, 14, 14 years? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, 14 years, and I'm just now built a team that makes me feel 
like I've got camaraderie and esprit de corps. Mm-hmm. But it take it took a long time. You're saying 30 years that you've kind of left the scene and now you're a part of the community again. Wow. <laughs> but, you know, that, that can be lonely days. It was a lot of lonely days, a lot of lonely days, because, you know, when people don't understand that veteran mindset. And honestly, I didn't realize, you know, you I went in at 19. So I was just a really still a baby now that I have a 19 year old. But I, I went in at 19 and and I got out and, and now I'm an adult. You know, the president's changed, you know, laws had changed, the economy was changed, you know, so I come back, even in a four year span, I moved to a new city, and I don't even realize what I'm going through myself. I, I couldn't, I had no idea. I'm just like, oh, okay, well, this is it, next phase. Um, but not realizing that um, that experience will ever be a part of who I am. I will never be the same person I was before the experience of having the military in my life. And I didn't realize that as part of my life. Some people look at it as a past, right? Some people don't acknowledge, don't speak to the fact that they even serve. Some people, acknowledge it full and wholeheartedly. Some people leave it as a, the last line they might mention in their bio. You know, all of us have different experiences in the military and all of us have different experiences on how we feel, what our experiences were and what we think about the military afterwards. So, you know, for me, that's why I'm here in the corporate space. I want to go back in that space because there's a lot of vets in there. There's a lot of us in there and they're sitting silent and they're they're suffering in silence, you know, and, and trying to deal with the VA and trying to deal with appointments and trying to deal with things on in silence because they don't want their employers to know and because their employers are not going to understand. So, you know, it's important for us to have this community. I'm so happy to be with you and ha- that you have this platform, Anna Maria, because honestly, it's a wonderful way for us to connect back together, for people to see us, reach out to us and continue to grow our community, ever growing, ever growing, no matter where we are. Ever growing. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Ever growing. So bridging, what, what do, what's the answer? What, how can we do this? It's like the more that we get to speak about this, I think that's going to help. I really do on both sides of the fence because we have our community and let's not leave out the corporate community. And there seems to be a gap that we could build a bridge. So for our sisters that are coming behind us, this is awesome. I agree. Because we don't want them to struggle like we did. We did. I don't want any of my sisters getting a phone call from a headhunter going, oh, you're not going to have that interview because you're coming from the military. Oh, you got to go back to the back of the line because you didn't get this experience in the civilian world. Right. It's, you know, (laughs) they're shooting themselves in the foot. Honestly. They're missing out on a highly disciplined, highly trained, highly dedicated I mean, come on. Well, who doesn't want a reliable, dependable, I'm going to move heaven and earth to make things happen for you person? Right. 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 Indeed. But they didn't. Indeed. They didn't even give me an interview. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I, and so I think wild. that you're the bridge now. Thank God, honestly, for those experiences you had. You know why? Because you know firsthand what that feels like. And now I do too. And so now we work together. We, we, we find one another. We seek each other out. We start our conversations. And, and, we, and we use the platforms that, you know, God has bestowed on us to, to provide a place for us to voice, voice it, to have a place to talk about it, discuss it, reach out and support one another. So I'm so grateful for you opening up this platform. It's amazing. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. Now, you know what? Now we're going to say to our audience, hey, if any of you can relate to what Elizabeth and I are talking about, why don't you reach out? Elizabeth, would you receive? Absolutely. uh, Okay. So, Elizabeth, how do we reach you? You can reach me uh, through LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter. And if you are on the Clubhouse, please join me. I moderate and facilitate many rooms on there. There are a large amount of veterans on that platform. And I have been blessed to find many of them around the world. And not just in the U.S. military, but the Canadian military, the U.K. military, the Indian military, Australian military. So it's really opened up a fantastic door of opportunity to connect and grow and learn from one another's experiences. But not only that, veterans always support vets. So, you know, if you have a business that you'd like us to uh, promote, if you need help, if you need assistance, if you're looking for resources, just reach out anytime. I I am happy to help. Oh, my goodness. I'm really glad that we connected. Amen. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is going to start a whole new, we just talked about bridging gaps. I just think we just started that just now. Yes, we I'm did. excited for what the future holds. I am. I'm excited for this new year, Anne and Maria. So excited. Yeah. All right. Well, don't go away. We'll be right back. Hi. You know, I hope you were really, really paying attention to when Elizabeth was saying that the corporate workforce, the corporate ownership, the leadership of corporations really needs to understand that we military, especially female military, are there to serve. Yes, we're there to join a team and be productive and service the clients and service the customers and do everything there is so that by the revenue is there and the service that is promised gets delivered. But did you realize that we also can pivot? We can pivot. We've been trained to pivot. Adapt and overcome is in our DNA. So if there is ever a time when a business needs to pivot to remain competitive and maybe even be a benchmark, where that person that you would want to be in a leadership position in corporate world. So we take our military training and experience and skills and we maximize that, not just for our growth and professional development, but the success of the business and corporation as well. Elizabeth is on the right track with what she's doing. And I sure hope that if you're in that situation and you could use some advice, reach out to her because she is there to give it both on the side of the military and on the side of corporate world. Thank you for staying tuned and prosper on your path to prosperity.